Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. and give you a little background on our video topics. Dion said, hey, it'd be a great idea if we spend a couple of weeks researching this idea. And I said, great, that'll be video number three. So we've done zero research and we're just going to go from the seat of our pants. Dion, how are you? Howdy. Doing great. I'm ready for round three and I'm curious to see where this goes. Awesome. And Matt, how are you? Same. I'm very excited for this. I've already got things banging around in the empty space up there. All right. So I'll go first, give you guys a little bit of time because I've actually thought about this. So what is the topic? The topic is what needs to happen for us to have a housing crash? So first, let me define a crash so we don't have any ambiguity. I'm going to call a housing crash. Um, let's call it greater than 20% peak to trough. So I'm not going to say 20% in a year because that's never happened, at least nationally speaking. Sure. Right, the largest drop has been 8.9%. But 20% or more peak to trough nationally speaking. Okay. Is that is that definition comfortable with you, Dion and Matt? Yeah. All right. So the first thing that has to happen, in my opinion, for that to occur is we need to have an unemployment spike. Oh, oh I took it from you. Unemployment <laughs> spike to greater than 10% and it needs to be quick and sustained and sustained. Yes. Right. We need to go from 3.6 to North of 10. Yes. It needs to happen fast. We're talking within 90 days. Think 2020 shut the economy down. Yep. Right. We went from, I think it was 3.8 to 13, like in two months. Yes. It needs to be that fast. And we need to stay over double digits for at least six months. That will be, the kindling that could cause forced sellers uh, because they just can't pay. So that's my first one. I will let you two raise your hand. Who wants to go next? Matt's got some ideas. I don't want to take from it. Go <laughs> okay, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> um, I think sustained over the next three months, double digit inflation. Ooh, okay. Double digit inflation, because that is going to start forcing the hands of a lot of different areas of the economy. Gas, if, we, if we're heading through the summer into heating season and the Northeast, we are $6.25 a gallon for heating oil right now. Yeah. 6.25. The average apartment goes through about 300 gallons. You're now talking about $1,875 that last year their budget for heating oil was probably closer to probably closer to 750 bucks. Wow. Yeah. You're so right. I mean, discretionary dollar is getting squeezed. And if we had yes. a couple of months, quarters of North of 10%, that's going to very quickly go to nothing. So I think that's, that's a good one. Dion, what do you got? Well, I'm going to cheat a little. It's legislation <laughs> that would impact two things in Canada. Two years ago, they came out with a program. No foreign investors for two years. Last month, they renewed it for another two years. Mm. Didn't cause a crash. But if we factor that in, if the United States came and said, mm. no foreign investors for two years mm. and no hedge fund investing in real estate for two years for residential, that would greatly diminish demand. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I know, I know where it about. I think it was like 11% for hedge fund for, you know, those investing firms. Mm. I don't know what the foreign investor number is, but I think if we took up both of those, we'd remove a lot of the demand. I'll, I'll actually take that idea and give you credit for it. Something else I didn't think about. Again, if we want to be crazy stuff now, how about instead of taking away the man, 
put out legislation that says they must sell within the next 12 months. Add yeah, that to that. That'd be, that'd be a problem. Right. Yeah. Cause again, it's it, a lot of this is supply side. It is. The, the reason the crash happened last time is because this, this, the wave of supplies just never stopped. Right. So if you said not only could wall street and foreign investors not buy, but you had 12 months to sell, that would be a problem. Yeah. That would, that would, that would be a massive amount of supply that and that that would crash the real estate market all by itself. Yep. All by itself. Talk about forced sellers. Oh yeah. my God. Then you're racing to the bottom. Yes. Oh, it's like, who has the biggest margin? Oh, that'd be, well, a then, then they're going to get creative real fast. Right. And people are going to be opening up an LLC. What, what, to, buy, I mean, to buy to buy ten to buy a bunch of units of real estate, right? Like yeah, because they're going to be setting themselves up because they know they're going to get a fire sale. Dude, I got to tell you, if that legislation came out and that was signed, they had a big old White House ceremony, and you know they're signing with pens that foreign investors and hedge funds had twelve months to sell, crash the housing market overnight. Overnight, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. Yeah. That that might be the best one I've ever heard of, and I've never even thought about it. So nice work, Dion. That's that's frightening to think about. All right. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is lending, right? I've often said there's a lending market and a real estate market. So if for whatever reason, the lending market got scared, which has happened. And by scared, what do I mean? Let's just say a three and a half percent down FHA buyer or uh, programs don't exist. Five for 10% down conventional don't exist. Uh, owner ocs you have to have owner occupant loans, 20% or more investor loans, 40% or more. If the lenders want to break housing, they can. That's right. Not everybody has, not most people don't have 20% down. You want to crush housing, change the lending. Yep. Get rid of VA, no more zero down. Minimum owner occupant, 20%, minimum investor, shit, 50%. Mm -hmm. Crush housing overnight. All right, Matt, those are tough two ones to follow. <laughs> Commodities. Be actually, actually in the business of building and rehabbing, mm. Mike, when you get that ADU approved, you're going to shelve the project Yeah, because the commodities are nuts. 14-2 wire, which usually runs most of your light switches and your overhead lights, LED, 14-2 wire was $42 a roll for $250 about 24 months ago. Okay. $125 a bundle right now. 3X. And- all of the other more expensive wire gets even more ridiculous. A 50 foot wire to run your range to, or your, your stove, a 50 foot, the piece of wire is $283 right now. That's what I just paid yesterday. $283 for a 50 foot piece. Mike, that's nuts. That's more than five bucks a foot. If I find them messing up three or four feet of it, I'm going to take it out of them. Mm -hmm. Like, these prices are insane. So I've been watching all these commodities prices because that's what goes into me rehabbing a property. Mm -hmm. I know that closed cell foam is up like 30%. Electrical wire is 300% over the massive rentals that I've done in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, shingles are the same. They've come down a decent amount, but they're still, they're still pretty heavy. Paint, paint, my quality paint that I use, 65 bucks a gallon. I used to buy that stuff at 43 a gallon. Wow. This is, 
I, I looked at my budget and I just said, I reran all the numbers and I said, based on numbers now and numbers 12 months ago when I made the budget, we're at least 30% over that, at least. Wow. All of the windows, the biggest issue for me with windows was time frame. It was 117 days from when I ordered them to when they were delivered, 117 days. I can't do siding. I can't do wrapping. I can't do, I can't take the old windows out. I can't do all of these things until I have the new windows that show up. So it's 117 dead days that I couldn't do anything for the exterior of that house and yeah, run electrical. Okay. That took a couple of weeks and plumbing. That took a couple of weeks. Great. I can't do anything more than that. Cause I got to get that shell done because I don't want anything permeable, anything getting into the inside of the house. Ugh. So I think the continued increase in commodities is going to get much more painful. If it gets much more painful, that will lead to more of a crash because the electric number that I first got was like 11,000 bucks. And now it's in the twenties. Mm, crazy. All right, Dan, how are you going to back up your first one, which is amazing. <laughs> so it's another one of those ones very unlikely to ever happen, but we have an administration that's talked about removing the 1031 or at a certain price point, removing the 1031. Mm -hmm. It's entirely possible that if we had an administration that said, we're going to take depreciation out as a factor in real estate, we would lose so much demand that people would want to offload the asset class because a lot of investors and owners that want to invest in real estate do it for the tax benefits. Remove that benefit and there's going to be a flood of people trying to get out of the, the, the asset class. I think that would be another thing that would create so much supply that we might see that, that kind of correction. Yeah, kind of along those lines, if we instituted a national rent control, uh, and, and first and foremost, it's one of the things you learn in economics is price controls don't work. It de-incentivizes lots of things. Mm -hmm. But again, if we had an administration that said thou shalt have rent control, first off, they're going to set it ridiculously low. It's going to be unprofitable for many folks and unvaluable. And what will happen is owners, because unless they take free property rights away, uh, are going to kick the tenants out and sell. What, anything that we could do that would change the financial equation and make it unprofitable will force people to sell. That's how all of this works. What we, if you want to, if you want to have a housing crash of 50% or 20% or something, you must do something that incense selling everything that you guys have talked about and we've gone through. It is all supply based, which is I love because I had no idea that where this was going to go. It's not demand. It is supply. In fact, the only demand one we came up with was mine on the lending, right? If you want to cut off the capacity to borrow, that will hurt as well. But th this is so awesome to think about because again, if you want to break housing, if you want to have a quick, sudden crash in housing, it has to be something that causes a wave of supply mm -hmm. or reduces demand by 80%, which again, if you had a 20% minimum down, 80% of buyers go bye-bye. That's how you break housing. That's how you have a housing crash. As we, any closing thoughts on this? Uh, we'll go to Dion first. So this will be for the, the, the few nerds that I identify with and that are watching. Before reaching financial freedom, I often worried about Will my car make it to work? Will I have enough money for food? How much can I put in the gas tank so I have money left for food? Like those were my real life concerns. 
reaching financial freedom and doing it with a diversified portfolio, properties spread out so they're close to different economic drivers, different, you know, diversifying the tenant base so that I'm protected from a pandemic, prolonged government shutdown, stock market crash. I'm not worried about anything we talked about today. These were so far left field, they could happen. And if they cause that crash, not going to bother me. I don't, I don't care about appreciation or anything. Here's what the nerd in me is actually worried about now. And, and where, you know, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you think, ah, oh, I'm not going to go back to sleep. I stop thinking about this. <laughs> this is too much nerd. <laughs> if we developed interstellar travel and found a planet as habitable and nice as Earth and enough humans moved there, my rents would go down. That's my actual concern. So, Dion, Dion, I think you're, I think you're okay. I think I'm okay. I think you're okay. Yeah, that 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 went out there on the nerd scale. I agree. Yep. yep. <laughs> Matt, how about you? I can't top that. No, I'm, no who could? <laughs> Lumberjack landlord, YouTube, Instagram, 11:30 a.m. on Sundays, live stream. That's all I'm excited about. There you go, Dion. Where are you? Right here on Earth, on YouTube, <laughs> Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Awesome. Thanks, guys.